Well, folks, I just stumbled across an article that confirms some of our worst fears about data privacy in this hyper-connected age we're living in. Turns out, U.S. intelligence agencies have sensitive and intimate data on nearly everyone, and they're not exactly being shy about using it. I guess Big Brother is well and alive, and he knows what you had for breakfast this morning. Creepy, huh? This alarming revelation comes from a declassified report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, ODNI. Turns out, all those smart devices we just can't live without are merrily collecting huge amounts of data on our habits, choices, and movements, and selling it to the highest bidder. And guess who's got their grubby mitts on it? Yep, good old Uncle Sam. What's even more disturbing is that this commercially available data provides the government with a level of insight that used to be reserved for targets of warrants or wiretaps. Today, they have a wealth of information on pretty much everyone, and that includes you, my friend. All this data can reveal sensitive information about individuals that could harm one's reputation, emotional well-being, or even physical safety. So, you might want to think twice about your next late-night online shopping spree, or that embarrassing meme you almost retweeted. Sadly, the agency points out that we, the consumers, are partly to blame for this mess. We've willingly embraced smartphones, connected cars, web-tracking technologies, and the Internet of Things, leaving our digital fingerprints all over the place. It's not like the government had to force us to carry around tracking devices. We ran to the Apple Store and lined up ourselves. So what's the solution? The ODNI recommends a major overhaul of our approach to data privacy, including stricter controls and security measures. But will that be enough? Only time will tell. At the end of the day, the best weapon we have against this invasion of privacy is being aware of the risks, staying informed, and holding our governments accountable for how they use our most personal data. So, dear listeners, stay vigilant and don't let Big Brother get the best of you. Now, let's pivot from data privacy to answering your burning questions. Remember, no topic is off-limits, and your questions fuel the show. Head on over to brainwavespod.com to submit your questions, and let's dive into the wisdom pool together. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, this is Sarah from Seattle. I love your podcast and I've got a question I hope you can help me with. So, my partner and I just became foster parents, and we're learning more every day about the complexities of supporting our new foster kiddos. And let me tell you, some days it's like drinking from a fire hose. One thing we've realized is that our foster children come from such diverse backgrounds, and their personal experiences of trauma, loss, and displacement vary wildly. We're struggling to support them in the way they need individually, while also maintaining some consistency in our parenting styles. I'm just feeling a bit overwhelmed, and I wonder if you might have some tips on how we can navigate this delicate balance. Basically, 
How can we be the best foster parents we can be for kids with such diverse needs, experiences, and backgrounds? Thanks for hearing me out, and keep doing what you're doing on the show. Hey, Sarah from Seattle. First of all, hats off to you and your partner for stepping up and becoming foster parents. It's a huge undertaking with its unique challenges, so I'm glad you're here seeking advice, which, as luck would have it, I have plenty to go around. No doubt parenting kids from diverse backgrounds can sometimes feel like herding cats while walking a tightrope. Balancing consistency with individualized support is undoubtedly tricky, so let's dive in and throw you a much-needed life buoy. First and foremost, educate yourself about trauma. Your foster kids' past experiences can have a profound impact on their behavior, emotions, and needs. By understanding trauma better, you'll be more equipped to empathize with them and adapt your parenting style accordingly. In this Herculean task, seeking out workshops, therapy sessions, or support groups could be your trusty sidekicks. Networking with fellow foster parents can provide insights from people who've been there, done that, got the matching t-shirts. Now let's talk communication. Open and honest conversations are the bread and butter of effective parenting, and they're especially important for your diverse foster crew. Encourage them to express their feelings and ask about their backgrounds and cultures, and then listen. Prioritize active listening, as it'll help you decode their individual needs and connect with them on a deeper level. Just remember, Cookies and a cup of tea can go a long way in fostering relaxed, open exchanges. Next up on our magical mystery tour of foster parenting awesome, be super adaptable. Think of yourself as a chameleon, but you know, without the creepy eyeballs, adjusting your approach based on each child's unique set of experiences and needs. Sometimes you'll need to be strict, while other times you may need to slather on the compassion like sunscreen on a ginger at the beach. But. To avoid anarchy descending on your household, you do need those important core values and ground rules. Set clear boundaries, expectations, and routines that apply to everyone, no matter their background. You'll still personalize your parenting, but these established guidelines will bring some much-needed structure and stability to all of your lives. Think of it as your parenting blueprint, but remember that within it, you can always add, adjust, or erase some elements as needed. Lastly, don't forget to practice self-care, Sarah. You and your partner can't be saviors for your foster kiddos if you're running on fumes. Take breaks, say no when you need to, and remember that even Superman flew off to his fortress of solitude for some R&R. In fact, taking care of yourself will set a good example for your foster kids on how to practice self-love and self-acceptance. So, there you have it, Sarah a pocket-sized guide to navigating the complexities of fostering your diverse brood. By understanding trauma, prioritizing communication, adapting your approach, setting clear guidelines, and showing yourself some love, you'll be well on your way to achieving parenting nirvana. Wishing you, your partner, and all your foster kids the absolute best. Keep on rocking that heroic foster parent cape. Hey there, Brainwaves. This is Laura from San Francisco. So I just got hitched with a really great guy who has two boys aged 12 and 15 from his previous marriage. I have a daughter who's 14 from mine. We all recently moved in together, and let's just say it feels like we're in a sitcom, but without the laugh track. Everyone's trying to get along, but it's funnier in theory than in practice. 
The kids are constantly arguing about the littlest things, and it can get pretty draining. I'm a huge fan of your podcast, and I'd love to hear your candid, humorous, no BS advice on how to tackle the challenges of blending our families, step-siblings, and all. Can you help us establish a harmonious household? Thanks, brainwaves. Hey, Laura from San Francisco. First off, congrats on tying the knot and welcome to the world of blended families. Believe me, it's not as simple as tossing a bunch of ingredients into a Nutri-Bullet and hoping for a delicious smoothie. But fear not, I've got you covered with some straight talk on harmonizing your home. By the sound of it, you found yourself in something like the Brady Bunch, with a touch of modern family sprinkles. Adjusting to a new normal can be tough for everyone involved. So don't sweat it if you're feeling more like a misfit sitcom than a picture-perfect family portrait. Let's start with communication. When it comes to blending families, nothing beats good old-fashioned open and honest conversations. You and your hubby need to be on the same page when it comes to household rules and expectations. And don't forget to get input from the kids. They're part of the team too, but make sure they don't go full Lord of the Flies with their suggestions. Next. Patience is key. This isn't an episode of a sitcom that wraps up in 30 minutes. It's the pilot for your new family reality show. Give everyone time to adjust and expect some growing pains. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day, nor by kids either. Now let's talk one-on-one -on -one time. Just because you're operating as a family ensemble doesn't mean you can't spend quality time with each of the kids individually. Forget Santa. You be the one who knows who's been naughty or nice when it comes to those squabbles. Encourage positive growth by giving support where it's needed and praise where it's earned. On to the toughest part, dealing with conflicts. In the beginning, it might feel like you're constantly putting out fires in your new sitcom world. But remember, conflicts can also be fantastic opportunities to build trust, understanding, and rapport between everyone in the family. Lay down some ground rules for how to navigate disagreements and make sure the kids know that disrespectful behavior won't fly. But maybe don't banish them to a desert island as punishment either. Finally, find your family groove. Every family has its own unique rhythm, whether it's bonding over Netflix marathons, cooking dinner together, or beating each other in Mario Kart. Establish your family's thing and make it a regular part of your blended life just like adding a laugh track to your sitcom shenanigans. Just remember, Laura, harmonizing a household isn't an overnight gig, but I've got faith in your sitcom remixed family. Keep communicating, be patient, and give everyone room to grow, and soon you'll be less stuck in the middle and more happily ever after. Best of luck, Laura. Hey, Brainwaves. My name's Erica from New York City. I've been recovering from a long-term disability for the past five years, and I'm finally feeling strong enough to get back into the workforce. But honestly, I'm completely overwhelmed by how much has changed and how out of touch I feel. I've been out of the career game for so long, and I'm really nervous about what to expect and how I can make this fresh start work for me. I would love some advice on the best way to approach my job search, networking, and how to handle the inevitable moments when I feel out of my depth. Also, can you give me any tips on how to rebuild my confidence? Thanks, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Hey there, Erica. First off, let me applaud your determination and resilience. Bouncing back from a long-term disability is no small feat, and you should be incredibly proud of yourself for taking this leap to reclaim your career. Don't worry, 
I've got your back on this, so grab a notepad and let's dive in. As you embark on your job search, the first thing you need to do is update your resume and tailor it to the kind of jobs you're interested in. Mention any new skills you've picked up during your time off or how you stayed engaged in your industry. If volunteering or freelancing was part of your road to recovery, definitely highlight those experiences to show how adaptable and eager you were to learn. Next, focus on networking like a social butterfly on Red Bull. No, seriously, networking is key in today's job market. Get active on professional platforms like LinkedIn, rekindle old connections and reach out to friends or former colleagues. And hey, it's the digital age, so explore online forums and groups too. The key here is to make yourself visible, so don't be afraid to slide into those professional DMs, respectfully, of course. Now, when it comes to handling those nerve-wracking, out-of-my-depth moments, Erica, remember that everyone feels that way at times, especially when starting something new. But really, it's all about your perspective. First, replace out-of-my-depth with learning opportunity. When you hit a roadblock, ask for help or do some research. That's how we learn and grow. Be open about your journey, and you'll find most people are quite understanding and supportive. About rebuilding your confidence, here's my straight talk. Treat yourself as your best cheerleader, not your worst critic. Surround yourself with positivity, celebrate your successes, and practice self-compassion when you face setbacks. Confidence isn't something we're born with, so give yourself permission to build it up gradually. Visualize your future job success, too. It's like watching movie trailers of Erica, the career slayer. Grab your popcorn. This is going to be epic. And finally, don't forget that you're a fighter, Erica. You've overcome some serious hurdles in life, and this is just another challenge, one you're more than capable of handling. We are what we believe we are, so believe in your strength and trust yourself as you navigate this new chapter. Now go out there and conquer the job market, girl. You've got this. Well, folks, that marks the end of another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and soaking up all the candid, no-nonsense advice I could muster. Remember, this show is nothing without your questions, so head over to brainwavespod.com to submit your own conundrums and vote on the ones you'd like to hear tackled in future episodes. Our little advice hub thrives on your curiosity and participation. I'll be back again tomorrow, ready to dive into more of your personal dilemmas and pressing inquiries. Until then, keep embracing open-mindedness, fostering exploration, and promoting acceptance in your own lives. This is Brainwaves signing off. See you on the flip side, my advice-seeking comrades. 